since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ who is your life appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. You used to walk in these ways in the life you once lived, but now you must rid yourselves of all such things as these. Anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other since you've taken off your old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. Here, there is no Greek or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is all and is in all. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom. And as you sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs with gratitude in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Let's pray. Father, we're praying for your spirit to move among us in Jesus' name. Amen. So how many of y'all seen The Sound of Freedom? Let me see a show of hands. Hold them up high. Okay. Those that haven't need to. <laughs> Those that haven't need to, and I will encourage you Uh, We're going to probably try to have it on campus, but don't wait for that. Go see it. But when I went to see that uh, a couple of weeks ago with my wife, there was a mixture of absolute conviction where you you want to go try to save the world, right? And human trafficking. And then there's also that sense of being overwhelmed where you think, what in the world can I do? It'd be a drop in the ocean. Sort of the feeling I got when I tuned into a little bit of the yelling match, also known as the debate last night, and heard arguments over the best way to handle the drug cartels. 
And would you, as president, Steve Gomez, pledge to go in there and hunt them down and kill them? And when you know about human trafficking or drug trafficking, you probably share that feeling of, oh my goodness, what a problem. But part of the excitement is, as I reflect on that, the realization that the only way to solve these monumental problems, the only way to solve the problem of human trafficking and the only way to solve the problem of the drug cartels and drug trafficking is to absolutely remove demand. <laughs> you got you to gotta stop demand because as long as there's demand, our economists will tell us there will be a supply. And that greed, which is also idolatry, will drive people to meet the demand regardless of the cost. So to eliminate these monumental problems, we eliminate demand. And when I reflect on that, I'm filled with hope because of what I get to do and, and what you're a part of here because we're a part of the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom that Jesus announced, the kingdom that will never be destroyed and that will crush every other kingdom because the kingdom of heaven changes people from the inside out. The kingdom of heaven is what Jesus taught us to pray for when he said, Pray, your kingdom come, your will be done. And in that prayer, he defines what the kingdom of heaven is. It's the place where the way of God, the will of God has say, where the will of God holds sway, where people surrender to the will of God. That's when the kingdom of God comes to a life. And it's amazing what can happen when a kingdom of God comes to a campus and to a community. It's what Jesus modeled in Gethsemane in that text that was read where every fiber of his being wanted to do something else and yet he trusted the God of heaven so much that he said, Father, let this cup pass. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will. And he went to the cross and did what he did not know that he could do. Because the kingdom of God was a reality in his life. And I know in an audience like this, I've got the whole spectrum. I get reminded of that. Some of my, my colleagues will remind me sometimes. Don't just assume that everybody is part of the resurrected community. So I want to talk to two audiences today. I, I know we've got the spectrum. We've got... People that maybe are outright hostile to faith, not very many in a community like this. All the way to the people that are so on fire for Jesus that they're ready to charge hell with a bucket of water, right? And most of us are somewhere in between. To those that are hostile to faith, I, I would guess in an audience like this, it's probably due to some pain or some heartache or some major disappointment. But regardless of where you are, I would, I really want to speak to just two parts of that audience. The ones who are deciding about whether to follow Jesus and the ones who have already decided. So to those of you who are deciding whether or not to follow Jesus, I say, give him a good look. Really, really dive deep. But understand if you decide to follow Jesus, what Jesus offers you is if anyone would come after me, he must deny himself 
They must deny themselves. They must take up their cross. That is to die to yourself and follow me. To follow Jesus. To be a disciple from the the worldview laid out in scripture is to say, I don't call the shots. I've surrendered that to God. I actually believe that the creator of the universe might know more than I do about how I ought to live my life. That his ways are not my ways. His thoughts are not my thoughts. His ways are higher and his thoughts are higher. And so discipleship, the decision to follow Jesus is a decision to say, I'm surrendering. Not my will, but your will be done. And in that surrender, you come into the kingdom of God. And so for those of you who are thinking about it, I say take a good hard look and look hard the ways of Jesus. He said, if, uh, if you abide in my teachings, that is, you actually apply them and live by them, not on your own. You don't make up your own way. Then you truly are my disciples. And oh, by the way, you'll know the truth by experience. You'll test it and you'll see this really is the good life. And the truth will set you free. So those of you that are trying to decide, I, I would commend you on that. There's a whole lot of people around this, com- this, uh, this community that would be glad to walk with you on that and to help you with that. To those of you who have decided, to those of you who are part of the resurrected community, the, the beauty of this text is that Paul is talking about the theological position we held, hold as believers in Jesus Christ who have put Christ on in baptism. He talks about that in Colossians chapter 2, where we die to ourselves and we actually reenact the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. It's like he said in Romans chapter 6, that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. I can't do it on my own. I have to have God to help me to raise me from the dead, just like he raised Jesus from the dead. And by the power of his spirit, I can live a different kind of life. But it begins by dying to myself, reenacting the death, burial, and resurrection. That's where the atonement actually takes place. His death takes place. My death, I am forgiven. And now I'm part of the resurrected community. And I don't live in my own power or might. I live by the power of the spirit in me. And I depend on God and what he can do through me. And he can do amazingly abundantly above all that I could ask or imagine. And in Ephesians 2, one of my favorite texts, he says, And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. That's what's actually going on in the spiritual world that we can't see. It's the resurrected community. Jesus right now is on the throne of God. Seated at the right hand of God and positionally in that now, but not yet inaugurated eschatology. We are seated with him in the heavenly realms. That'll blow your mind. So if you are a disciple of Jesus, who's made the decision, who's put Christ on in baptism, whose sins are forgiven, you are a part of that resurrected community. And let me tell you plainly, you are the hope of the world. Because what you're doing and what Paul describes in Colossians 3 is what it looks like. Okay, so you've made this decision and you surrendered by faith. So what does it look like? Since then, 
you have been raised with Christ. What does it look like? What does the resurrected community look like? It looks like a community that even though it has died, it still has some dying to do. And we put to death the desires of the flesh and we embrace a new life. We embrace a new identity. There's neither Jew nor Greek bond or free male nor female, Hispanic or Caucasian, white or black. But Christ is all and is in all. And we have our hearts set. Set your hearts. What's your heart set on? Set your hearts on things above. Not on earthly things, for you died and your life is now hidden with Christ and God. Set your minds on things above. What's your mindset? The change begins to happen from the inside out. You put these things to death, not really killing them, but you stop feeding them and you start chasing after the kingdom and kingdom values. Clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. The, in, the resurrected community bears with each other. <laughs> when we get frustrated with each other and we forgive whatever grievances we have against one another, we forgive as, as God forgave us. And over all these virtues, we put on love which binds them all together in perfect unity. And, and we're known for thankfulness. We're lighthearted and we've got peace like a river. And we've got the word in our hearts. And whatever we do, whether in word or deed, we do it all the glory of God. And in a, the resurrected community, people don't have to worry about being abducted or trafficked because the demand's gone. And so listen one last time to Colossians 3, the charge to those of you who said, I will follow Jesus. I will give him my life. I put him on in baptism. So what does it look like to be part of the resurrected community? Since then, you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated. He's seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things, for you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you'll also appear with him in glory. Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. You used to walk in these ways in the life you once lived. But now, now, you must rid yourselves of all such things as these. Anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other since you've taken off the old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed process, being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. Here there's no Greek or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is all and is in all. Therefore, 
as God's whole, God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved. Clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom. And as you sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs with gratitude in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Have a blessed day.